Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, So on today's episode, I'm kind of going to be continuing on what I talked about in the last podcast and also kind of just want to talk about the the fire of the Holy Ghost, because uh, I'm recording this on Monday. So last night on Sunday night uh, at church, you know, man, I just got so... (laughs) so smashed in the Holy Ghost and the fire of God. And, you know, it's just, I I was really just thinking about it this morning and and just even last night and just how precious it is when you are baptized in the fire of God and really how, you know, it's so important and there really is no replacement for when God touches you in such a way that the when the fire of God comes on you and comes in you and burns through you, you know, it changes everything about you. There's something that takes place that's, it, it's, it's not something that you can teach someone. It's not something that you can, you can work yourself into. You know, it, the touch of God on your life is, is literally, it's so crucial and it's so important. And really, even if you feel like, you know, you have gotten touched by the fire of God before, really just something that in this, this season, really the past few months, I've been so just humbled and, and and telling the Lord, man, I need this like every week. I need this like, the, I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Like I'm talking about when God touches you to the point where you are just, you, you, you know, you're beside yourself. And that's what the apostle Paul said. You know, he said, if I'm in my right mind, it's for your sake. But if I'm beside myself, it's, it's, it's unto the Lord and concerns him. And so really, you know, when you're touched with the fire of God, like I talked about in the last podcast, you know, about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that you literally become a different person that, that, you know, and, and if you think about fire, everything that fire touches, it changes the chemical makeup of that substance. So something happens when the fire of God comes on you and burns through you. And it's a lot more than just a theological doctrine. It's a lot more than, oh, that's some Something that I believe, but it's a whole nother realm when literally you, you know, you experience the fire of God and, you know, understand that there are things and I'm telling you, there are things that people battle and deal with for years that literally could be burned out by one night in, in a Holy Ghost service or even at your house, wherever, being touched by the fire of God and allowing God to come and touch you in such a way and burn that stuff out of you. I'm telling you, there there has been times when I literally like felt like, you know, you're so weighed down. There's something going on. You're dealing with X, Y, Z and whatever, or you're so distracted or you're so, um, you know, you've been dealing with, with something, an attack in your life, whatever it is. And you come before the Lord in that desperation. And when the fire of God comes on the inside of you, you can go from like feeling like you're like at rock bottom to like, man, I can conquer the world in like, 20 minutes by having the fire of God come on the inside of you and burn all that stuff out. Or you can spend 10 years trying to deal with it yourself. But that's not the plan of God. The whole plan that Jesus Christ came to wash you so clean is so that he could purchase for us this baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire. That is part of the good news of the gospel. The good news is that you no longer have to try and serve God on your own. You no longer have to try and overcome the temptations of the flesh on your own. You no 
longer have to try and, and get free from all this stuff on your own. Part of the, the, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom is that there's something available, which is the fire of God that can literally come and do in, in you in one night what you couldn't do for yourself in 20 years. And so that's why it's so important where you go to church is literally a matter of life and death. And so if you do go to a church that's Holy Ghost and Spirit filled, you know, I encourage you to be more grateful than ever before for that. But if you don't, I'm just saying that for me personally, I don't even know, like, I don't know how people make it. I don't know how people last in Christianity without the touch of God, without the fire of God. It's not really optional. This is part of the package. There is no way to to do what God's called you to do without the fire of God. And you know, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, he always talks about this, the, the fire of God. Fire, you know, if you think about a rocket, fire is what breaks the gravitational pull of the earth. Fire is the only way that something can be launched. So if you're gonna do what God's called you to do, if you're going to walk unhindered and unweighed down by the things of this world, you need fire. You need fire. And, and so that's why it's so important that you go to a church where you can be touched by the fire of God. And obviously you can get it in your house, but the, the reality is, is that many people are not experiencing, you know, the baptism and the Holy Ghost and fire just sitting in their house. The, the presence of God dwells in his house and it comes through people. The fire of God, the Holy Ghost, the river of God flows out of men and women of God who have tapped into that. His ministry. His ministers are dispensers of the anointing and of the grace of God, you know, which I've talked about many times and really positioning yourself to, to experience that is so important. That's, that's why where you go to church, let me tell you, it, it is a matter of life and death where you go to church. And so that's why I kind of just want to talk more about this, about being baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And so really, I want to, I want to talk out of Luke chapter three and um, I'm kind of going to work backwards here, but in Luke chapter three, in verse 18 or verse 17 and 18, he's talking about, he's talking about how Jesus, John the Baptist is talking about how Jesus is going to come, you know, and baptize his people with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then, and, and he, ta- he explains it to the people. And then in verse 18, he says, with many other various appeals and admonitions, he continued to preach the good news to the people. So understand that everything that he's talking about in Luke chapter three, about this coming, uh, that Jesus was going to come with the Holy Spirit and fire. This is what John the Baptist calls good news. It says that he continued to preach to them the good news. The good news is that you no longer have to try and do things on your own. Hallelujah. The good news is that you now have access. You now have access to the fire of God that's going to do in you what is what was impossible before. And it's all because of the sacrifice that Jesus that Jesus provided for us on the cross that we can step into this and we can experience this. And so so backing up here in verse 3, if you the beginning of the chapter, John the Baptist is talking and it says that he was preaching in verse three, a preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And so if you listen to my podcast on grace upon grace, I talked about repentance and I want to talk a little bit more about that 
Um, and so if you read in the next verse in verse four, it says, as it is written in the book of Isaiah, it's in its pro- who was prophesying about John the Baptist. It says the voice of one crying in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough ways smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. So what is he saying? He's talking about repentance. And then he talks about making a straight and level plane for the Lord, as in making a way or or a place for the Lord to come, speaking about repentance. And so then if you go down to verse 16, where he starts talking about the Holy Spirit, verse 16, John answered them by saying, I baptize you with water speaking of repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose whose sandals I am not worthy to tie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and, and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear and cleanse his threshing floor and to gather the wheat and store it in the the granary. But the chaff he will burn with fire that cannot be quenched with unquenchable fire. And so uh, what I want to get over to you here is the connection between repentance and and what I said before, every valley shall be filled, every mountain brought low, the crooked places made straight, the rough ways made smooth. What is that talking about? He's talking about creating a threshing floor, creating a threshing floor for the Holy Spirit to come with his winnowing fork. Right. So he's saying that when Jesus comes, when you repent, when you repent, what's happening is you're turning to the Lord and it's creating in your heart this place for the Lord to come called the threshing floor. It's a smooth place. It's a level plane. You're creating a place for the Lord to come for the Holy Spirit to come. And it says that he comes with his winnowing fork in his hand to thoroughly clear and cleanse the threshing floor. And so understand the winnowing fork. What was that? The winnowing fork was what they used to throw up the wheat into the air, right? And the wind would blow on the wheat and it would begin to separate the chaff from the wheat or from the grain. And so the chaff is the, is what you don't want. That's what you want to get rid of. And, and, the wheat, the grain is what you want to keep. So when, when he's talking about a winnowing fork, he's talking about how when you repent, when you turn to the Lord, you're creating this threshing floor and you're welcoming, you're welcoming and drawing on the Holy Spirit to come with this winnowing fork. And what happens is he begins to almost, he begins to come and sift and separate the grain from the chaff. And so what doesn't need to be there, he's going to begin to separate that from from what, what, what needs to be there, which is the grain, the seed of God's word, which is on the inside of you. And so what, what, what the Holy Spirit comes to do is sift and get rid of what doesn't need to be there. The things that are going to weigh you down, the things that are going to hinder you, the things that are going to begin to choke out the seed of God's word from producing in your life. It, you know, it's so comforting to know that you're not the one that has to try and sift through all these things. Our job is to repent, to turn to the Lord. And in that time, turning comes this threshing floor on a welcoming place for the Holy Spirit to come and do the work. And so understand the Holy Spirit 
um, the word spirit in Greek is the same word for breath or wind. So, so then the wind of God, the breath of God begins to blow. And that wind is what separates the chaff from the wheat or from the grain. So that, that wind comes and blows. So he comes with the winnowing fork. He comes with the wind. He separates it. And not only is he the wind, but he's also the fire that, com- that, that after it's separated, the Bible says that he, he gathers the wheat, but the chaff, he will burn with a fire that cannot be quenched. So not only is the Holy Ghost, the wind and breath of God, that's going to sift and separate those things, but he's also the fire that comes and burns out that chaff with a fire that cannot be quenched. And so understand that, that that fire is going to take care of all the stuff that doesn't need to be there. All the stuff that's weighing you down, all the stuff that's, that's, that's going to hinder you. And you know, it even talks about in Hebrews, lay aside every weight, lay aside every hindrance so that you can run your race. So it's very important, you know, even if you think about it in the natural if you don't have forest, you have to have forest fires every so often that, that clear out all the dead leaves, the dead, the dead branches. And that's really what fertilizes the ground and all these kinds of things. And so it's a natural process that has to take place every so often so that there can be even a, a, a greater fruitfulness and a greater growth to come forth. So you need, we need this, this, this baptism in the fire of God. And I'm not just talking about like a couple tongues here and there i'm not just talking about like a brobosco lobosco i'm talking about when the when the fire of god comes on the inside of you you know it you you if you are not sure if you've been baptized in the fire of god you probably haven't because you would know it you would know about it and you will feel it because and, and again, we don't go by feelings, but, you know, and Dr. Rodney Howard Brown always explains it this way. You know, you don't go by feelings, but I'll tell you right now, if you stick your hand in an electrical socket, you are going to react and you're going to feel it. You know, even though, even though like we don't, we don't go by feelings, but I'm telling you when the fire of God comes on the inside of you, I don't care if you're a shy person. I don't care if you're a quiet person, which if you used to know me, I used to be a very quiet person. I used to be very shy, very dignified. Um, but let me tell you that when the fire of God comes on you, it's a whole nother story. And something begins to happen and something begins to take place. And that is that fire right is what causes literally like a a a a transformation like you it it, and fire anything that fire touches it changes the chemical makeup of that substance so when you're burn when the fire of god is burning in you you're being changed you're being molded and literally transformed into the very image of Christ. That that's how you're going from glory to glory. It's by that fire, by the light of God that's that's literally transforming your, your very spiritual DNA. It's changing everything about you. And so, you know, another thing I kind of want to talk about with this is because I used to hear about this and, and you know, maybe you know this and and you believe this doctrinally, you know, you, but really how do you how do you grab a hold of this you know because I, and for a long time i really struggled just to be honest here i struggled when i was younger i would always be like man i just feel like i could never get touched like that i just feel like i could never like experience that and, and but really you have to understand that 
you have to want it with every fiber of your being. You can't just be uh, casual, especially when it comes to the laying on of hands. And you don't even have to have hands laid on you to experience what I'm talking about. Uh, the first the first several times I experienced the baptism and the Holy Ghost and fire, I didn't have anybody touch me. I didn't have any hands laid on me. But But especially when it comes to the laying on of hands, which is a great way to receive this, you, you can't have the mentality that, oh, well, yeah, well, whatever happens, happens. You know, if God wants to touch me, he's going to touch me. Well, we'll just see when hands are laid on me. We'll just see how anointed this person is. We'll just see if anything happens or or just even having a casual attitude like, oh, yeah, maybe the Lord will touch me tonight. That's, that's, that's not it. <laughs> so really what, what, you know, and even what John was talking about here about repentance, you know, turning to the Lord you know, is really something that no one can do that for you. There has to be something on the inside of you that is awakened and that you begin to cry out with every fiber of your being. And there has to be a tenacity on the inside of you that God, I'm not leaving here until you touch me with your fire. And you know, there's never been a time you know, or I can't say never, but, but usually if I'm just like, oh, well, if the Lord is going to touch me, he'll touch me or having a blase attitude, getting in the prayer line, someone's going to lay hands on me. Oh, well, if I receive, I receive that never works. But I'm telling you that every single time that, that I've gotten into a prayer line or gone to a service or, or even just in my own prayer time, coming to my prayer time with that, that hunger and that, uh, tenacity that I'm not leaving here until you touch me. I'm, I'm literally, if you tell the Lord, I literally am not leaving. I'm not moving from this spot until the fire of God burns through me. I'm telling you when you get to that point and you tell the Lord that that's how you receive from the Lord. There has to be that turning to the Lord and you're literally making way. You're making room. You're opening wide and, and really allowing the Holy Spirit to come with his fire and do what he needs to do. And you can't be worried about what you're going to look like in the natural. Really, because uh, if, if, you know, if you're worried about what people are going to think about you and if you don't want to, oh, I don't want to cry. I don't want to shake. I don't want to make a noise. If you're embarrassed of what people are going to think about you, you, you know, it's probably going to hinder receiving from the Lord, really, because turning to the Lord is is turning to the Lord and turning your back on what people think about you, turning your back on the, the sin, the complacency, the apathy, the religious traditions, the the what people are going to think, what's going to happen, this, that, and whatever, uh, turning your back on the distractions, the cares of life, what you've been worried about, uh, you know, before the service or whatever, and turning to the Lord fully and saying, God, if you don't touch me, like I can't move forward. And getting to that point that's like, Lord, I'm not leaving here until you touch me with your fire. And understanding that when you get to that point, I guarantee you that you w- that the fire of God is going to come on the inside of you. And that's really when you begin to yield to that, you'll find that all of a sudden 
the things that you were so worried about, the things that you were trying to deal with for the past three weeks, all of a sudden they disappear. They disappear. Why? Because chaff cannot stay when the fire comes. When the fire comes, the chaff is going to get out. And all of those things that have hindered you and weighed you down are going to be removed from you. And the, the word of God and what does need to be there is going to be strengthened and, and fertilized and empowered to grow on the inside of you. And so that's why this is so important. And this is not something, and I'm realizing this more and more as the world gets darker and darker and, and, and the antichrist spirit is pushing back more and more against the church. You need the fire more and more to, to continue to advance the kingdom of God and continue to launch forward into the thing that God has called you to. So this is not something that you can have once a year on Pentecost Sunday. You know what I'm saying? The fire of God. And every single time you, you know, if you, every time you go to your prayer closet, even, but especially when you go into a service and hopefully you're going to a Holy Ghost service every single week, but every single time you go into the service, it can't just be another Sunday service. It's got to be God. If you don't touch me again, you have to touch me again this week. Why? Because that's, that's the fuel that you need for your week to, to do the thing that God's called you to. You can't do it in and of yourself. That's why Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, guess what? Jesus is not here bodily. So what was he talking about? Apart from the Holy Ghost and fire, you can do nothing. So that's why we have to stay in this place of desperation. Even if you received the infilling of God's fire, God's touch at one time, we need it again, anew and afresh every single week. And as you receive it, you pour it out and you receive more and you pour it out more and you receive more and pour it out more. Because when God touches you, understand that if you don't if you don't do anything with the fire that he puts on the inside of you you're not qualified to receive more because Jesus said whoever does well with what is given will be given even more so with the touch of God comes a responsibility comes a responsibility to to do what God's called you to do to win souls to pour it back out on other people to bless somebody to to go and pray for somebody and really the more you pour it out the more it expands your capacity capacity to receive from God and, and it qualifies you to receive even the, the fire of God begins to grow in your life. And so really, you know, that's why Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God, the inner fire that's on the inside of you, because there's a fire that cannot be quenched on the inside of us, but we have to stir it up by continuing to pour it out and, and by continuing to stay hungry and thirsty and humble enough to realize that we need we need a fresh infilling. We need a fresh infilling. We need God to come and breathe upon the fire that's on the inside of us. We need to every day turn to the Lord in repentance, just in repentance. All that means is turning to the Lord, abandoning everything else. I'm forgetting about work. I'm forgetting about uh, this thing I have going on over here. I'm forgetting about what people think about me. I'm forgetting about these people over here who are criticizing me. I'm forgetting about that. I'm turning away from that and I'm turning to the Lord. And that's creating that threshing floor, that threshing floor for the fire of God to come and burn. And so there's even this other thing, and I don't have time to get into it, but 
if you want to go and read about it, in 2 Samuel 24, it talks about the threshing floor. And it talks about that David, um, there was a plague in his land because of sin. And it talks about that David went and made an altar on the threshing floor for a burnt uh, burnt sacrifice. And so, so really, and what that was is a place for the fire of God to come and burn up the sacrifice so that the plague on the people would end. And so really, when you're turning to the Lord and you're you're offering yourself to the Lord in repentance what it's doing it's creating an altar for the fire of God to come and it, and like if you read that chapter 2 Samuel 24 really what the threshing floor became um it became the place of the end of the plague it became the place of God's victory over sin it becomes the place of of the end of the power of death because really that uh, there was a plague of death that had gripped the people um because of sin and, and and it kept spreading until 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 David came and bought the threshing floor and put an altar and and did a burnt offering a sacrifice to the Lord where the fire came and at the place of the threshing floor where the fire could come and burn was the place of the end of the plague the end of the power of sin the end of the power of death the end of the advancement of the work of the enemy and the beginning of victory so really when you when you keep the the fire burning on the altar on the inside of you and where is the threshing floor it's on the inside of you it's in your spirit it's it's in you we are the temple of the holy ghost and so when you keep the fire of god burning on the altar basically what you're doing is is you are constantly in a position of of victory over sin victory over the the plague of this world as in the the power of the enemy the curse and so really as the fire is kept burning everywhere you go you're pushing back you're pushing back the curse you're pushing back the the plague you're pushing back that that antichrist spirit everywhere you go when you are someone that keeps the fire burning on the threshing floor and so that's why it's so important that we stay in that place where we're constantly turning to the lord we're constantly turning to the Lord. And as you do that, I believe the fire of God is going to continue to burn in and through you. And you're going to be able to accomplish everything that God has called you to do in Jesus mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.